Get After It podcast, where we talk about what it is, but we're more interested in what gets you from the before picture to the after. Joe Ryan is a Marine vet. Brian Gustafson's an Army vet, both from Montana, and they sold cars together 15 years ago. Now they both like talking with people on different topics they're passionate about. Welcome to episode 19. Whoa, 19. 19. We are of, if we were, if we were a person, we'd be of legal age now. Right? Um, what? Like we would have been last episode at 18, <laughs> you know, at, legal. at 19, we're at now at the birthdays that just don't matter they anymore. Don't, yeah. Birthdays have now stopped mattering <laughs> until you hit 21. And then you're like, Oh, this is cool again. All my friends are going to come to a party and 21 will be an interview podcast as well. All of our, all of our odd numbered podcasts are interviews where we have guests. We have a guest today. Mm-hmm. Brooks Linquist is here. I said everything correctly? Yeah. No, that was great. That was All a great right. intro. All right. I'm pumped. Brooks, Brooks Linquist. <laughs> and we've, we've talked in the last couple podcasts about uh, Joe starting this uh, kind of fitness journey. I'm on a journey. On a journey. And Joe, you, you came to Volta and we shared a little bit about some naps that happened afterwards. Oh, so um, we're going to get right into the naps? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. Let's, let's not go into who Brooks is and the background that, against no, no, him. That's what, that's let's, what, let's I'm just... building to that. I'm building <laughs> okay. to it. I'm building to it. So, so okay. you took some naps after a workout at a gym called Volta. Okay. So this, this gym um, is one of those gyms that it's like, you know, one of those cross fitting sort of places that you work yourself into the ground within reason. Um, and I hadn't been working out for a while, maybe a couple, maybe on the bike here and there, a few push ups. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I, I can know how to do a kettlebell swing. I can right. do like 10 of those. Um, so I wasn't, I wasn't starting from ground zero, but I did come and do like an introductory, I guess, sort of workout where I, just didn't want to stop. And so I was like doing my best. And so I, I, I got out of there and I was thinking that was, that was too much. I mean, I got a little dizzy one time on the bike and I was like, Hmm, this is so, so hard. I am not, <laughs> this is harder than I thought it would be. Um, but then afterwards I went home and my wife was gone and I didn't have anything to do that day. So I made a protein shake. I think Thank the sweet stars that I had protein. It was like Bob Mills, little sack of protein. You ever seen those? Like, has anyone ever actually bought a Bob Red Mills thing of protein whey powder? Is it yep. the same company that makes like like pancake mix? And yes, stuff? the pancake yes, mix it's company. Same company. It's the same company. You bought this at 2J's. I can almost guarantee Probably. you. Probably. And, and it was for something else. I bet you it was like for a recipe of right. for something. And um, I found it and I was like, yes. And I found, I found some chia seeds and some peanut butter and a banana. And I was like, yes, I'm, I'm going to be happy. Put it in the blender. Blendtec, by the way. We should talk blenders. Um, took the protein shake and took... I mean, about a three hour nap. Right. I mean, maybe two, but most likely three. It was yeah. like three hours. And so I got up and who's, I was like, Who's tracking? Nobody's tracking. Nobody's tracking. Yeah. Um, then I got up and I was like, um, Nope. I don't think that nap was quite enough. So I made <laughs> another protein shake with all of those same things because they were all out on the table. So I knew right where they were. And I went back to sleep until like minutes before my wife got home and I got up and I was like acting like I was washing the dishes. Yeah, and, you, hey. you, you like yeah. grabbed like a rag or like a vacuum and you're yeah. like, I've been awake this whole time. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. How is your hard day at work? I've just been like <laughs> cleaning up and doing chores. What's 
I think as an adult, that's considered a really good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, it yes. absolutely is. You, yeah. you did six hours in the middle of the day. But you went, uh, you went on and did a show, <sighs> right? You did a show after that. And, and so how, how long were you sore after, after that workout? Okay, so the workout was, I think it was on a Friday. Friday, because yep. that's partner workout day. And then I think, I can't remember what day. I think it was a Monday. Monday, I decided that I was going to join the gym. I was like, I'm doing this, but it has been a couple days, so I don't want to lose any, any progress. So I picked up my 50 pound kettlebell and did a hundred swings, which the last 30 of them were just almost like they, they hurt. <laughs> um, and so then I, yeah, so it, I was sore until Monday basically. And then I did another, I did those swings and then I was sore until I showed up here and did another workout on Wednesday. Yes. Yep. On Wednesday, you did Wednesday. another workout. That was your first official workout, becoming a member right. of Volta. Mm-hmm. And all of this is just to say, well, Brooks is here because this is this is his gym. It's his, it's his gym. It's his. Yeah. It's his. It's his place. It's his playground. Mm-hmm. And so, Brooks, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? And so, one question I really want to answer, and you can answer it either at the beginning or when you're done, is on the website it says formally like 406 crossfit or something CrossFit 406 yeah. crossfit 406 and then now it's volta but it doesn't say crossfit and so maybe some why into that yeah so we when we first opened um we started as crossfit 406 mm-hmm. <clears throat> um and though i really do enjoy crossfit and i've always loved crossfit done the competing stuff a lot of people in our gym have done the crossfit competition stuff um We've also done a lot of things differently that most CrossFit gyms don't. Um, just the way our classes are structured, the way the coaches take, you know, people through things. Um, and so I've always in the back of my head kind of wanted to separate from CrossFit. The reason for starting a CrossFit gym in the first place is because that's when it was really starting to grow. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. starting to be televised. People were like, oh, what is this? What is this? I got to get in on this. And so the first couple of years that was really big for our growth. I knew that I kind of always wanted to de-affiliate with CrossFit because it's kind of a franchise. Right, right. Um, I knew that once I got to a certain point, I could kind of pull the plug on that and I already had that community built and I wanted to kind of build my own brand. And so um, last, uh, I guess it was like right when the pandemic hit, um, it seemed like a good time to rebrand uh, since I didn't have really anything to do for two months. <laughs> right, right, right. And uh, so luckily, so this is kind of off topic, but uh, a buddy and, I, and myself decided that Great Falls was in dire need for a really good marketing company. Mm. Um, so film, photo, you know, someone that can, like storytellers kind of thing. Um, and that had kind of already been put into play. And so we kind of just got together and we flipped everything pretty much overnight, rebranded, you know, a new logo brand book, new website, new gear. Uh, the, the gym got a fresh coat of paint. We kind of rebranded everything in here, new signage. So that was like a pretty quick transition, which was great. Cause again, we were closed for two months and basically just doing at home workouts with hmm. a video. So. So you guys were, you guys were sending videos to members. Yeah. So, uh, um, coach Tim and I were just basically recording, you know, video each morning 
and putting it out for our members to do at home. And we let all of our members pull bikes, rowers, kettlebells, dumbbells, barbells, like whatever they could fit in their vehicles. We were sending them home with stuff and let them just get after it. Oh, that was pretty much it's a great idea. That is what I felt like was idea. our only choice anyway. So Yeah, that's a fantastic idea. That's awesome. I, you know, because I, I just joined a few months ago, and I would actually say the rebrand is probably part of the reason I, I chose this mm-hmm. out of other gyms. Yeah. Um, I was very... Uh, standoffish to something called CrossFit, whatever yep. whatever that would have been. Yeah. And Negative stereotypes. Out there. I yeah, exactly. Yep. And and so this helped like ease me into the idea of CrossFit. I don't know what the difference would be, but whatever this is, I like. Yeah. Whatever whatever's I, going on here at Volta, I, I would like. call it some sort of <laughs> hybrid between like a like a bodybuilding accessory type program with like some functional fitness CrossFit stuff sprinkled in. I mean, right. it's stuff that people have been doing for forever. CrossFit yeah. just named it and made a lot of money off of it. But yeah, the rebrand has been huge. Um, there's a lot of people that were like, oh, there's a new gym in town. And our membership just exploded, which was great. Right. And when I was like, whether they think we're new or not, I don't really care because yeah. it's another person <laughs> in the door. Yeah. It's another person that we can help. Yeah. Um, so I'm super glad that that was finally a plunge that I took and... Yeah, I, I really like it. And I think uh, you, well. you definitely have a knack for, I love the logo, the, the lettering, um, your, you know, the, the whole brand style. I really like it. Um, I'm wearing a Volto shirt right yeah. now, actually. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite shirts. I like it. Yeah. Um, I know, I before before we get too far, like, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Mm-hmm. So I was, uh, I was actually born in Arizona Ooh. in Mesa. Okay. And. I don't remember it, of course. And I was in Montana, and that was the last, you know, my first memories are from Montana. Right, right. Um, My parents, all my family at the time was from North Dakota. Both my parents got jobs in Arizona, had me, and then they always kind of knew that they wanted to live in Montana. They had visited here. And, you know, it's one of those things where I think once people kind of lay eyes on Montana, they're like, why would I ever want to be anywhere else? Mm -hmm. And so they moved here and... I've been here ever since. And so you graduated, like, by here, do you mean literally Great Falls? Yeah, Great Falls, yep. So you are you CMR or Great Falls High? Uh, Foothills. I actually went to Foothills oh. Christian School. All right. Um, K through 12. Yeah. And uh, we we actually, my parents have lived out in San Coulee, so it was kind of a long trek to, yeah, like, 25 minutes to school yep. every day. Yep, yeah. And they still live out there? Yep. Oh, that's a, that's a nice area place. out there. Cool. Are they still doing, um, I read on the website that they were into cattle, still doing cattle? Um, not anymore. Mm. No. Okay. Uh, we, yeah, I had done 4-H. That was um, kind of a big part of my family's history, the Brooks Hereford Ranch in Burlington, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Obviously, my mom being kind of a ranch girl, my sister and I got thrown into it, and we did 4-H for a long time. Both had, um, we basically did it every year, just buying, buying calves, feeding them out selling them, collect a paycheck. And it was a great way as a young kid to learn the value of hard work. Yeah. The value really of hard, hard work. work. You, I mean, and, like getting up early, you know, washing, brushing, feeding, get home and late after sports, seven thirty, going out, doing the same thing. It's just kind of the way it was. And, and getting mm-hmm. everything show ready. Yeah. And uh, like, there's, there's a lot into that. I, I really appreciate the 4-H program. <clears throat> And it, uh, you, you know, you, you can learn so much about, you know, adulthood and life mm-hmm. just through the cycle of life. You have to grow a pig or a calf or, you know, whatever you're yep. growing. And then you, it turns into food 
even if you name it, that thing turns into food and you got to sell it. And that's how you, you know, you can save up money to buy your next one or man, you, you, you get into a lot of stuff. So I, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I like that. Uh, I think we should do, a, if you think so, mm-hmm. I think we should do our 10 questions. Let's get into it. And we, it. we haven't, we haven't pre-recorded <clears throat> again because Damn. I, the, uh, the, the, the last podcast you heard, I, I, I messed up and accidentally deleted our pre-recorded <laughs> intro to this, but Joe's got it. Like Dang. he did it, he did it live, but this is a little earlier than what yeah. we, what we recorded the last yeah. podcast at. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'm drinking, I'm drinking decaf this morning. And so, and I didn't get a workout, you know, so yeah. don't, <laughs> um, don't be expecting greatness, but okay. when it's great, just all know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the thing formerly known as the speed round no longer the speed round we're just gonna ask you 10 fun questions you can take as long as you want to answer those questions no pressure oh yeah oh that's fantastic man you nailed it twice in a row now i feel like i hear it a lot now though and I, I don't i don't want to i don't want to pre-record it i want to watch you it's 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 magic to watch you do that every time really what is do i have like a zone zone yeah, look you on get my face in, and... you get into a zone and and you've just you've got it it's like watching great. watching somebody in the gym right when they're they're getting their workout on getting their uh getting ready to do their personal record oh okay you know? and they're like in that zone yeah, like they're in that zone yeah. That, that was your PR for okay. live pre, I don't know. That was your PR. I got to say, <laughs> mm-hmm. before we get into the 10 questions, yeah, I don't know if you guys ever watched that 70s show. Mm-hmm. I oh, love yeah. it. But do you remember the, like, the KFBB radio thing that they have on there? With oh, maybe. Jerry Thunder, the sound. Yeah. That's exactly what you sounded like. It was spot on. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> but I'll send that it to you guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah, You're going to have to send it to us. Uh, question one. All right. Uh, because we do have we have a hard stop at 9 o'clock, right? Yeah. Next okay. class yep. is coming. We have a hard stop at 9. So question one, you have to go out. So you're inside your house right now. You have to go outside to get like the mail or the garbage. Are you barefoot, flip-flop sandals, or do you squish down the heel of your shoe? Um, I would be in these Chilos Chacos slide on things, most likely in my underwear mm-hmm. <laughs> and nice. I don't care who sees me. Um, are, are we talking tidy whities or boxers, uh, boxer briefs with probably a t-shirt. So it's a little bit appropriate so that when people drive by, see me, they might think, they it's, think it's weird, but it's not that weird. Okay. <laughs> That's how I've felt every time I've shown up to the gym after getting my Ranger panties. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm in boxers all Those the time. Those are almost more scandalous than my boxer briefs. <laughs> yeah, so. it's, it's, it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a ultra marathon runner shorts or whatever <laughs> yeah. mixed with a, a bikini. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I did, I did it. Uh, I don't want to get on a hold sidetrack, but when I was heavier, I was wearing like um, the tights, the, the the spandex kind of like leggings mm-hmm. uh, for men. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't wearing ladies. Some leggings. <laughs> just because I was kind of like trying to just cover up my body. I don't, okay. I don't know. And then also it makes you warm. And so I, I just felt if I sweat more that I'd lose more weight. I don't know if there's any truth to that at all. I'll probably just dehydrate you more. But I had to, I had to switch. I had to switch. It was just constrictive, and now I just draw way too much attention because I'm almost nude working out. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's move on to question two. I mean, we can, we can keep talking about this. <laughs> okay, Brooks. There's a private jet. 
um, waiting outside for you. And it's going to take you anywhere in the world you want to go to have a meal. And since this has been coming up more than once, I'm also going to say that you can fly to the place, grab the meal to go, and then eat it in whatever country oh, you want. Oh, that's perfect. That was going to be my right? next question. So. Oh, there yeah, you go. See, there we go. Like, almost everybody's been like, yeah, I want to get the meal from here, but I want to eat it there. Yeah. Right. Uh, I love Mexican food of mm-hmm. any kind. I'll probably hop on a PJ, head to Mexico, get some like authentic burrito tacos, mm-hmm. and then we'll bomb over to the, the fjords. I really want to do... Have you guys seen you can do like the... It's not like a cruise. Well, it's kind of like a cruise. Mm-hmm. You can jump on like these old Viking ships and you can like sail through. Yeah, you should look it up. And I don't even know all the stops along the way, but you can you do like deep sea fishing and then they'll stop at like a ski resort. And then you. Yeah. Hmm. And we we have very like we're Norwegian, mostly Norwegian, Norwegian. Yeah. Whatever yeah, you want to yeah, call yeah. it. Cool. Um, uh-huh. That would be my. Oh, that is good. Go get some Mexican food and then make like a Viking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a great Which those two things don't mix. Those no, 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 are definitely they don't. They counter, don't. Countercultural, but uh, I like the idea. You aren't the first one to say Mexican either, Mm-mm. which might be a theme for like Montana people enjoying Mexican food. I mean, it's we a, should start a Mexican restaurant, even though there's a lot of them. Here. It's a meat-based sort of. It like is. Cuisine, it's just so know, versatile. It's so versatile. You can, you know, seafood in it. You can have pork, steak fish like it doesn't even matter i'm gonna get hungry if we don't move yeah on. okay yeah. let's move on question three we don't know why but you are now forced to watch a animated show like a, a either a movie or or you know just a an episode of a show so. okay um are you going to watch anime are you going to watch uh adult swim type animated thing like uh, family guy adult uh, archer cartoons. adult cartoon or disney-esque you know pixar something like that Ooh. um I would honestly probably say like Tom and Jerry, like some of the older classic. I really enjoyed like, mm-hmm. you know, the old Scooby Doo's and Tom and Jerry. Oh, I could wow. watch. I still watch Tom and Jerry sometimes. Like when my mm-hmm. wife isn't, if she's gone or something on a work trip. I'll get the dogs up on the bed and we'll all hang out and watch Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. That's excellent. Oh man, that is fantastic. You know what I did one time? Speaking of Tom and Jerry and the uh, old Bugs Bunny <laughs> things, you got to go and find the classic ones. The classic ones mm-hmm. where they still cussed. Where they use, where they use bad words. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I don't know if I've seen those. I've ones. never seen that. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. like Tom? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe like I think it's Bugs. I remember um thinking Oh, like about Bugs it. Bunny and the uh-huh. Elmer Fudd. Uh-huh. They'll use words that you're like, "What? You can use that word?" But it's just because it was a different time, different words. They're like different can- things. they're like candy right. coated swear words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of them I remember that I was scandalized because I saw it on TV when I was a kid. Is the it it uh, the person was going off the cliff? It was the coyote, and then oh. he turned into a um, he turned into like a donkey. But the, he actually put up a sign that said "jackass," and I was like, <gasps> "That is a curse word. You can't do that on TV." <laughs> yeah, coyote did it, man. That's I, a good answer. And when I was growing up, there was the new uh, Tiny Tunes, you know, that was like the Looney Tunes, like but they made the Tiny Tunes, oh yeah, and, and things like that. But that those were my like intro into the old school ones. And then my grandparents got me some of the old on DVD, but yeah. old school Whoa. like Looney Tunes. I love that stuff. Yeah, Wiley Coyote, um, Elmer Fudd, yeah, like all of that. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's probably what happened to me too. Was I think I probably watched like Space Jam. Mm-hmm. 
which is a classic. And then I, yeah, I'm yeah. sure my grandma was like, oh, if you like this, you'll love yep. yeah. Tom and Jerry, the old ones. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and they're so great. Yeah. There's nothing. You can't beat them. So. Question four. Speaking of Tom and Jerry and cool animals like that, um, we're going to go to the city for you. Maybe even the state, depending on what you choose. Um, and we're going to make it okay with the licensing. And we're going to train this animal um, to make it do whatever you want. So you can have an, a wild beast um, be your pet. So what pet would you choose if we, we, we could do all that for you? And you could just have anything. Ooh. And it's not going to eat your kids. You could like you could like run away. You could like put a saddle on a tiger and ride it like he man. Is what I'm saying. (laughs) You know. So, man, I don't. That'd be a question. I feel like I'd have to think on. Mm -hmm. We can. can. I honestly, I love dogs. I love. Mm -hmm. I love my lab. So I would probably just do the same thing I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. Just go to lab. Have him just following me around. Yeah. Yeah. My my black lab is has been my favorite dog, and we we grew up with dogs all the time mm-hmm. this has been my favorite dog yeah. a well-trained um lab they're they're quite amazing mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, other than that i'd have to say like like an elk if i could just ride <laughs> around like a saddle up an elk, elk and just ride around like a majestic elk oh, right have you seen have you seen the show awesome. uh, uh <laughs> alone it's on the history channel huh. where, where they're like it's a, a true survival show it's not one of those like like set up they yeah. actually just send like 10 people out to the wilderness oh, yeah, and like whoever makes it the longest and there's this guy uh his instagram handle is hobo jordo and <laughs> and he he spent years in russia riding around with these guys that that ride caribou oh like horses yeah. i've seen that and so yeah. I'm picturing the elk being very similar yeah. that you just like kind of hanging on to the antlers. They're just like your pet and you're like, elk, take me over here. Yeah. I think right. that'd be pretty cool. And I don't see it as like a peaceful elk. Like you're, ha- I feel like you're hanging like grenades off the antlers yep. and like you're walking, this is my war elk. Yep. Just, <laughs> I mess with this guy. He's got a war elk. <laughs> All right. Qu- question five. Uh, and this is only if you're willing to share. Do you have any phobias? uh phobias i mean i i hate snakes with a passion (laughs) other than that i don't really have any phobias i'm not a germaphobe i'm not yeah we've we've determined that snakes is a healthy fear okay that's that's a a smart fear but it is it is also a phobia there's some people that can just go and pick up snakes some people love snakes yeah Yeah, but i stay i stay away from the danger noodle i don't like it other than that i would say like uh which is funny because I've grown up in Montana. Like big lakes uh-huh. scare the crap out of me, mm-hmm. and and like, my wife will forever give me. She calls me a chicken and stuff because she's like a beach bum. She'll go like she swam across Swan Lake from wow. the um, west to east side over Fourth of July. How far like is a, that? It's like two. I think it was like two point two miles. Oh my goodness! Just open water. I just rode the boat. I just drove the boat next to her, and she Whoa. swam. And I would never. Well, I, I'm not that good at swimming, so I couldn't do it. But, I mean, even when we'd, like, grow up and, you know, we'd be skiing or something and I'd fall, mm-hmm. uh, you'd be at Flathead. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. all I can think about is, like, a Loch Ness monster or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. Obviously, it's not going to happen. Right. But my imagination messes with me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I totally get that. I, I Yeah. Not on the podcast, I was talking to somebody and they were afraid anytime they were even in just like a pool, but also lakes and different things. They were afraid that if they closed their eyes, when they open them back up, there'd be like a bunch of sharks around them. 
Why? Yeah. So it's, it's like irrational, but it is still a thing that your brain kind of kind of works out. Mm-hmm. Uh, question six: Your house is on fire. Good news is all the living things have made it out okay. Okay. So you have time to get three things out of your house. What are they going to be? Um. I'm trying, thinking of just like high ticket items here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just anything worth the a- most anything amount Anything worth that looks like it's worth something. I would say probably my guitars and uh, uh, gosh, I, that's, a, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Fly rot? That's, that's just well, a is, my, is my garage on fire too? Yeah, it's all on fire. <laughs> yeah, is your, all, wait, is your garage attached? It's detached. We're actually expanding mm. here pretty quickly, but uh, we'll say... I think it's all on fire. It's, it's all on fire. Yeah, it's all on fire. You'd have to get your truck out. You'd have to throw some stuff in your truck and get yeah, it and screech go. out of there. You know. Okay. A vehicle sounds like a pretty good thing to save. I, right. might, I might do that. Vehicle, then, guitars. Uh, I, I shot a really, really like once-in-a-lifetime duck a lot of years ago. And it's like a, a piebald mallard. It basically looks like a white mallard. Really? That's mounted. And it is like my, you know, everyone has like their one. Yeah. That, yeah, was, yeah. that was it. I'd, I'd have to grab that for sure. Okay. I'll, I'll probably you, never see one of those again. You're going to have to send me a picture so we can put it on our, our Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Because I want to I see it personally. Yeah. Oh, that is really cool. That's like a, that's like a starting of a song. You know, got my duck, my truck, and my guitars <laughs> out of the house on fire. And my fishing poles. And my, yeah, it's like, it writes itself, man. Give me a pen, somebody here. Don't need anything else. When I, when I was growing up, my, my grandpa always listened to oldies rock when we were driving around, and my mom always listened to country. What kind of music were you listening to riding around with your parents, and how did that mm. influence your music choices today? Uh, my dad... It seemed like every Sunday, most every Sunday, we would drive to the dump out by San Cooley. And my dad had this big box of cassettes. And it was like the Almond Brothers, yeah. like James Taylor. I love Carole King. Yo. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some kind of like interesting old music like that. Gordon Lightfoot. A lot of, yeah. Um, approved. Lots of approved. And, <laughs> yeah. And I, and I love that kind of music. That's still a lot of what I listen to. I actually made a playlist of over like 300 songs. I could, I could send it to you guys. Okay. And I sent it to my Please dad do. and I was like, mm-hmm. I still, now it's almost nostalgic. So it's even more fun listening to it. Mm-hmm. Right. But I love all that kind of music. And, and, and so that's just kind of still where you hang out. Yeah. I listen to that playlist more than anything else. All because awesome. of the cassettes on the way yeah. to the dump. Yeah. I and like I, it. Yeah, cassettes on the way to the dump. We're writing a whole country yeah. album here exactly. in this podcast. I got my truck and my duck and my guitars. Like I'm gonna listen back to this and I'm gonna like write all these ideas down and I'm gonna try to write these songs. Okay, I don't know why it's just coming to me. Okay, um, and that was question. That was seven. seven. So um, now we're on eight. Number eight. Um, how did you eat growing up? Uh, so you know what kind of things was was your parents serving, and then how d- did that influence how you eat today? Uh, my mom was kind of a health nut. Yeah, she mentioned she was a pharmacist. Yeah, and she she actually used to do. She'd probably be mad at me for saying this. She used to do like the step aerobic stuff, you know, with like the high socks and like the oh yeah, 
yeah. tights and the whole get up and used Different to be colored. like an aerobics instructor she yeah, did the aerobics yeah, yeah. instruction thing yeah. with the different colored leotard and Prob- the different colored tights and the high socks that's how i envisioned it <laughs> that's cool <laughs> yeah but, yeah i mean i'll have to maybe see if there's like an old photo or something that yeah that's cool um but yeah she i mean it was like we ate really healthy and, uh, and we, so we weren't that- allowed to have like cereal for breakfast Whoa. um it was it was like eggs and mm-hmm. toast or eggs and bacon Mm-hmm. Uh, the real treat on the weekends on Saturday, she would make us homemade chocolate chip pancakes. That was kind of a treat. Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah. I mean, since we were kind of a, a ranch family, it was just beef. So yeah, a lot of beef, beef. and mm-hmm. and like your own vegetables that you guys would grow. Yeah, my mom was has an awesome garden, so we yeah, there's a lot yeah, of garden she, vegetables and. So the reason Joe and I both kind of know the reference <clears throat> to her is like she she does work out here mm-hmm. and, and helps out around. Uh, yesterday she called herself a gopher when when I mentioned something and she's like, "Yep, I'm just a gopher," yeah. uh, and she enjoys it and she does a great job. But uh, she'll bring in vegetables every once in a while if she has oh, extra, yeah. and so that's why I was assuming you probably had those as a kid as well. Yeah, yeah, and which I which I liked, and it has set me up for good habits mm-hmm. do you grow your own stuff now yeah now my wife has a pretty awesome garden and uh it's doing very well especially zucchinis of course around here i mean yeah zucchini it's like, like yeah. every night i feel like she's bringing in like a four foot zucchini <laughs> that we uh-huh. could eat off of <laughs> i'm getting tired of zucchini <laughs> right 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 uh yeah so you did eat healthy you still eat healthy and do you still give yourself a, a chocolate chip pancake on saturdays uh yes i i will do that like if we're going up to the cabin or something i'll do we pick huckleberries too though so if i had to choose now i'd probably pick huckleberry pancakes over chocolate chip pancakes oh man yep yep i don't know that's a toss-up depends on my mood yeah for sure question nine is a, a, a simple one what did you want to be when you grew up i wanted to be uh i think kind of the first I think an architect mm. i really mm-hmm. wanted to be an architect because i've always enjoyed like geometry and shapes and design and i was gonna say that that I, makes sense for design mm-hmm. yeah i drew sure. a lot when i was a kid and you know was really into like i don't know i like i had to play an instrument that was one of my parents rules mm. doesn't matter what but you got to do something and that's where the guitar came from yeah, so I actually started playing violin when I was like five cool. till eight, and then I thought I was really girly. I didn't want to be girly, yep, yep. so I, um, my mom's like, "Well, what's it going to be?" So I picked up piano, and I could read mm-hmm. music. Then, so I picked up piano really fast. Did that for a couple of years. Thought that was really girly, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then I taught myself guitar, and I've been playing guitar for a lot of years. All yeah. right, I was clarinet. And I, instead of picking up a different instrument, I just said, you know, not going to do that. Yeah. Like no instrument, yeah. no <laughs> instrument for me. Yeah. But Joe, when you first mentioned you're grabbing your, gu- your guitars out, his eyes lit up. Because like, he, I saw he, that. Like, yeah. yeah, he likes he likes hearing about the music. Yeah. What kind of guitars do you have? Like, do you have like a pretty, like a, what's your nicest one or two guitars? Uh, I have a, I have a Taylor. I can't even remember where I got it. And it's made out of Cocobolo Whoa. wood. Okay. It is like the most beautiful guitar. It has these really cool pearl inlays and yeah, Cocobolo um, Taylor, man, that thing's probably a, yeah. out of sight, like a stunning looking guitar. Yeah, it was like a limited edition guitar that my uh-huh. parents found from like some guy from our church, and he was he's kind of a guitar nut. He was just looking to get rid of a few guitars and 
got that one. Other than that, Whoa. I think like the first, I still have the first guitar I ever had. It was an Art and Luthery, just kind of like a, it's kind of like a campfire guitar. I mean, it's yeah. beat on pretty hard, but those are the ones that you kind of like always want to pick up, right? Yeah, that's right. You know, you're like not too worried about, yeah. you know, bumping it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I love those guitars. Art and Luthery, that's a great guitar. You know, uh, Canadian made, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. <laughs> Question ten, Joe. Question ten. Question I can't. 10. I can't give any input when it comes to guitars. I mean, I I'll keep going, but I know that we're on a schedule. <laughs> like, we should just have a whole yeah. guitar episode. I'll just keep going. So, it's been a hard week at Volta, and also your marketing thing. You have been successful, though. You've been, you've given more than you had, though. So you're giving yourself now your guilty pleasure that you maybe don't have all the time, but you earned it. Okay. So, what is that guilty pleasure? In your head, you're saying, "I deserve this. This, this <laughs> is what I deserve. I deserve this." I would say, uh, since since both of my jobs are very like people, uh, it's just a lot of mm-hmm. people. It's people. A lot of interaction. A lot mm-hmm. of interaction with people, helping people, giving advice to people. Mm-hmm. Um, being alone, that sounds weird, but just being like me and my wife mm-hmm. and having a couple beers is ideally somewhere on a river in Montana fishing. That's like my release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, you just it's did my the, reset button. the whole Smith mm-hmm. River. That, I mean, that wasn't alone, though. You did go with Yeah, that was with a big group. But yeah, that's a, that's a great trip to kind of like disconnect. And that's, for me, the best thing I can do these days is just get away from people and mm-hmm. get away from service. It's my reset, and yep. then I and then if I can do that, I come back Monday. I feel super refreshed, ready to go, ready to be around people again. Mm-hmm. There was this uh, this guy up in Glasgow when I was a youth pastor up there that uh, was pretty well known around town. He owned one of the farm equipment places, um, and he would come to church, and his family would always stick around and talk with people. You know, the after church chatting time mm-hmm. and he'd just disappear and so one one day i just kind of asked him like well, where, where do you go and he's like <laughs> listen man by the time i get to sunday my word count is done <laughs> i have no more words left for people mm-hmm. and i'm just going to be mean and so <laughs> it's, it's sometimes important when your job does like revolve around talking and, and yeah you know filling other people up all the time yeah to mm-hmm. get that release and say okay i gotta I'm, fill I'm your gonna, own cup yeah, up. i gotta fill my own cup yeah. up because i'm, yeah. I'm kind of running out of things to pour out yeah yeah when people ask me what do i listen to you know for my own music time i tell them i don't yeah <laughs> I, I listen to silence because yeah. i listen to music all the time and i play it and <laughs> well and that's a good thing i, I wanted to uh, well not i wanted to but it, it brings up like when someone's a plumber and they have a plumbing problem at home uh-huh. it, you, that sink usually drips for they'll put it months, off for, yeah right <laughs> no. and so it's the same thing for you with it mm-hmm. being music you're like yeah no music i don't want my brain working on my job okay. i mean that's how Mm-hmm. that's how I am in here too. Cause you know, my wife has kind of a, a desk job. She doesn't get to listen to a ton of music. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in here. I listen to music all day long, mm-hmm. you know, right. all the classes, loud music. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'll come home and I just like quiet. Yeah. 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 But that makes sense. All right. Well, that's our, that's our 10 questions. Do we yeah. have like, do you want to do a closeout of any sort, Joe? Um, Those are good questions. Yeah. Get after oh, wait, <laughs> that's the <laughs> intro to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really good speed round. I mean, it took forever because it's not a speed round anymore, but I learned more about Brooks. I feel more relaxed, you know? My pants are fitting better now. 
Um, I'm not thinking about Brian's shorts. <laughs> and uh, or maybe I'm a little bit. But I feel like we can get on with a podcast now and just be ourselves, right? Let's do it. Let's do it. That was good. That was a good show. <laughs> I tried. Okay, so you don't you when when you're born you don't just get a gym, right? So there was something you were yeah. doing. There was something you were doing before that mm-hmm. that then brought you to to here. Get us to here. Yeah. So once I graduated from high school, um, I went to MSU in Bozeman. And I think it was probably in the first month that I was there, I was like, I'm, this is not for me. Were you majoring in design or? Um, or I think at that point, scene no, at that point I was doing, uh, um, I kind of had my eyes set on, whoa, I like that ringtone. My ringtone is geese. I don't know. I never have my phone on like sound. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it's going to ring too. What, so yeah, what were you going to school for? I think, I think physical therapy was what I kind of had my eyes set on because I knew I wanted to do something with like sports training or, yeah. you know, sports. I think sports medicine was what you declare for the first four years. Um, and yeah, I just I didn't like any of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like <laughs> I didn't like the college campus. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the professors. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the lack of hands-on you know learning right um Mm -hmm. you know you pay all that money to go to college and even a lot of my classes then were like online stuff yeah and i just it's a joke to me yep i Mm -hmm. think it's and it just wasn't my style of learning i think i switched my major then like two times in the first year Mm -hmm. so i made it through a year of college and then from there so kind of rewind a little bit i had started doing crossfit and really got into working out of course when you're in high school you want to get you know jacked you want to get muscles and look good Mm -hmm. um and a buddy of mine had kind of introduced me matt beard he had introduced me to crossfit so we started working out really hard when i was like a junior we were hitting the gym every day either before or after you know whatever sport we were in at the time um and we started getting really good results. So then your friends start queuing in on it. They wanted to do so. Then we started kind of like coaching people, mm-hmm. just, you know, helping people as high school kids and friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, I started, I kind of put together a little home gym in my garage, in my parents' garage. And uh, they started working out out of the garage. And like my dad, um, he was kind of on this real you know roller coaster of he during tax season he'd kind of put on weight and then summer would come he'd start biking exercising again he'd put it all off and i'm like we got to do something to get this so you're just steady mm-hmm. and cleaned up his diet started working out in the garage with my mom and lost a, i don't even know how much a ton of weight and he's kept it mm-hmm. off and he's doing great now he looks better yeah, than looks, ever so looks great now. that was kind of my first taste of like success with that and it felt mm. good being able to help someone do that and so anyway then fast forward again to uh i think a year into college i again i was like i this is not working mm-hmm. i know that i'm not going to stick it out and so i talked with my parents about the idea of uh and i'd moved back to great falls at this time worked for a little while uh with rocky mountain hardscapes i had been working for them every summer for like five six years just doing like masonry stuff mm-hmm. so i've saved a lot of that money and my money from 
4-H selling cattle that I kind of was planning on putting into college. And I was like, I don't need this. I just mm-hmm. want to work out and help people get fitter. So, um, more fit, fitter. Mm-hmm. Fitter's a word. Whatever. Fitter. It is now. More fitterer. Yeah. Fitter, fitter. I was following. Fitter and gooder. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I was like, hey, what what if I move back to Bozeman? And there was one of the first CrossFit gyms at the time was Bridger CrossFit. And uh, I just was kind of like shot an email out to this gal that owned it, Jenna Dodge. And was like, hey, um, do you guys do any sort of like internship thing just to kind of get a feel for the business and and coaching and all this stuff and she's like you know funny thing we we're actually just starting like talking about starting an internship program hmm. and so i moved back down to bozeman uh my sister had an apartment down there at the time so i just moved in with her and i started um i was traveling all over at the time i was i got a bunch of different certifications um crossfit level one i got my usaw uh olympic weightlifting certification level one and two mobility and human performance nutrition i think i packed in like 10 certifications in like a year oh wow and a lot of you know just studying and all that stuff i started coaching the 5 and 6 a.m classes at bridger crossfit helping out with their events membership on ramping kind of getting Mm. into more of the business side of thing which i didn't really know a whole lot about um did that for i think like eight months and then decided that there wasn't a, a gym like this in Great Falls at the time. It was basically just like these big global gyms. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Um, Gold's Gym and yeah, whatever and was Yeah, the peak and yeah. access, those gyms. There wasn't like a, a gym that was focused on like everybody that comes in the door. You have a program, you know, a coach. We know your name. Whatever goals you want, we're going to help you get there kind of thing. And so, yeah, we started toying with gym names and I moved back and took all that money that I was planning on putting into a college education and opened up CrossFit 406 in like early September of 2011. And I was 20 years old at the time. Wow. I just turned 20. And any partners or just you? Just me. And your savings from 4-H and working a job. And, and so how scary was that? Um, well, it's kind of funny. I, it, was not scary because I was so young. You know, when you're young like that, yeah, you don't really, yeah, yeah. all you see, and I think that's the, the cool thing about being young is all you see is what it could be. Mm-hmm. All you see is like the kind of end goal. Yeah. And so I didn't really think about what would have happened if I would have put in all my life savings into a business and then it failed. Right. Like I just didn't think about it. Uh-huh. I'm sure my parents were like, what, <laughs> right. what is happening? Um, <laughs> And was it in this building? Yeah, it was. So, the where that kind of like half wall is out there, we moved into just this unit five space. And okay. We, and within like two and a half years, we grew so fast that we had to expand. So we knocked down that wall. Luckily, the next spot was vacant, and then we moved into the the next space, double the space. That's pretty sweet. And uh, yeah, I, I was lucky. There was a group of people at the time um, at the peak that were working out and I was kind of going in just doing some stuff with them. Just, you know, Hey, let's try this workout. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's meet at the park, do this kind of thing. And they ended up getting kicked out. Um, because they, it was kind of like they're doing their own group thing and it, and it wasn't like an instructor that was there. Right. right. And 
you know, which I can see, I guess. I wasn't being paid or anything like that. I just thought it was fun to work out. And my mom was a part of that workout group, which they came over here and that's basically the 6 a.m. Like a lot of the core people in our 6 a.m. class were from that original workout group that we were doing stuff in the park and at the peak with. Um, and they came over here and that was like my first probably 10 members. And, and then it kind of exploded from there. Yeah. How many, how many members do you have now? Uh, we're at about 135. Wow. 140, give or take. Summer's really messed up, <clears throat> especially since this whole COVID thing. Right, right. Um, typically, summer's our busiest time, but it's actually been like terribly slow this year. Mm-hmm. But usually things ramp up again in September. You know, kids go back to school. A lot of parents that maybe didn't have time for it or were traveling over the summer will end up coming we'll back in. Coming so usually back. we get a yeah. big, a big bump there. Yeah, that, um, that's kind of summers in Montana anyway. It doesn't matter really yeah. what the business is. Yeah, you, you know, people you travel. You got to get right. it when the sun shines. Right. So I, yeah. So I get it. But yep. And so, so so you were um so you were just going to the peak, <clears throat> um working out with people. Yeah. And then just had some, including your mom, so a group yeah. of people that were interested in doing further workouts with you. Yeah. And um, that was accidentally against some corporate rule yeah and they informed you of that yeah. and said can you guys not be here anymore and go right. other places because maybe you're um looking doing something that we you know we have other instructors here we right. want them to get the, right and that's the what people. it was yeah yeah i got you got you okay. well because even like just literally two podcasts ago we we met with katie katie brooks katie and now we have brooks linguist but katie brooks <laughs> runs the group fitness at the peak oh at okay peak. so yeah. literally it would be if you're doing your own group thing at the peak, it would be putting her out of business, right? Right. And so it's essentially that, not to not to talk back. Yeah, no, no, again, I, or anything like that. That's it's just, just kind of how it it played out, and mm-hmm. I, I mean, of course, now I'm sure everybody sees why that was probably frowned upon. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we all understand. But I think there was also a, a big number of people that were looking for yeah something like we're doing that's yeah. right and and you just kind of offered that and said hey mm-hmm. here's where we're going to be and then um something that was like oh maybe a, a little negative thing that might have happened ask I mean, being <laughs> asked to leave a gym turned into um Ooh, sound effects turned nice. into something good didn't it <laughs> <laughs> And I wanted to say, um, not that I don't want kudos for that awesome placement of the sound, but Katie got a hold of me. Um, she sent me a text message. And um, so for you listeners that were wondering about the whole Ronald Ranger thing, yeah, I must, I can't, did we talk about that? When yeah, we, we, did. Okay. we did, we did. So she was like, she was like, I'm going to ask my parents or I'm going to ask my family members because they own or parts of are very affiliated with McDonald's, you right. know? And so she texted me and she was like, yeah, I asked my dad or my uncle. And, um, they like, they absolutely knew what that was. And it was definitely a job. And I was like, Oh, okay. So, so they it wasn't a job that you, it wasn't a job that you made up. Nope. Nope. It was an actual job. I was yeah. a Ronald Ranger, a proud Ronald Ranger, kind of like a Texas <laughs> Ranger, you know? Except, except instead of like except getting a, getting the bad guys, you're keeping kids from wearing bare feet I just in the like playground. We're both keeping citizens safe. Is what's <laughs> is what's happening. Okay, that was the that's a far note. reach. That's yeah. a far reach. Yeah, Brooks. He he worked for a McDonald's, and we um, were talking about fast food. I don't even know how we got on the subject. And mm-hmm. she was like, "I've been around fast food a lot, and I've never heard of the job you have." And so we had this whole <laughs> yeah. joke that like they just kind of made up a job for Joe. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't find anything for him. But it's real. It's real. The Ronald Ranger is real. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the the digital media. I don't know a ton about what that is. So mm-hmm. um, 
you you started that the same time you rebranded um into uh, that was like probably five six months before okay and and what is that uh, people uh, come out come to you and say hey help with my social yeah, it's media just a marketing or? agency so okay. it's called the black wall agency um and uh another local guy is my partner jaron euchre um he's a yeah local great falls kid was hired uh right out of high school by north 40 to do a lot of their marketing stuff and the kids freaky talented especially with with videos and stuff like that so he ended up he was doing a lot of freelance work and doing a lot of work with like i mean he's done stuff with like yeti sika toyota a lot of these like bigger national companies mm -hmm. and i had done some stuff um for waterfowl hunting at the time with yeti mm -hmm. and kind of you know was in with the whole sika crew and so i was doing a lot of photos at the time well we ended up i can't even remember what happened i think he messaged me on face or instagram and was like do you want to go carp fishing which sounds really weird as a fly fisherman is the most fun oh you absolutely it's amazing absolutely so we went out carp fishing and then we started fishing and hunting a lot together and we kind of like uh started coming up with this idea of yeah we work with some of these bigger brands or have in the past and there's such a need for that quality of work locally right um and so we yeah i mean it was a lot of like fishing and duck blind talk and this thing kind of came to fruition um and we yeah we do so like websites um shopify websites we do Brands, logos, brand books, um, videos, brand anthems, photography, uh, you know, a lot of uh, paid social media advertising, mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it's well, kind of and some of that stuff's pretty difficult. If somebody, you know, if they're, <clears throat> if they're a small restaurant here mm -hmm. in, in Great Falls, and I think the only one that, that really goes into it that somebody actually has a degree in it is like Roadhouse. They, they do kind of their own yeah. Yeah. digital, digital <laughs> things there. But beyond that, like how is a, a restaurant manager going to know the algorithms for Facebook right. and Instagram? And so it's way mm -hmm. easier to come to somebody that, yeah. that knows what they're doing. And, and honestly as you're already saying, like people in Great Falls don't even really understand it. They don't, right. they don't understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, cause it's, money. it costs money Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and a lot of local businesses I've noticed, they want to put money into pretty much everything except for advertising, which is the one thing that's really going to help them. It's like, you got to spend money to make money kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's been super fun for me cause it kind of feeds my creative side. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas like the gym stuff is a lot more, like hands-on physical dealing with people all the time um and and i would say like um part of our human nature is uh the satisfaction in seeing a job well done yeah and with the gym you are seeing improvement with with people but it takes such a long time yeah you know to see like brian come in here and i can't do <laughs> you know 10 pull-ups in a row right it's going to take six months until you can see me do 10 pull-ups right. in a row but if you're doing this marketing thing, you're like, I got to build a website. Not that that doesn't take a while too, but you right. get to see this like finished product. Yeah, it happens you're a little faster. Yeah, I, sure. I ran into that in ministry a lot. It's like I had to have like a hobby that could show me a f job finished. 
Yeah. Because like, how do you, yeah, how do you rate, you, you know, yeah. sometimes <laughs> you just need a little confidence boost. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. To say I've got a job well done or, yeah. you know, whatever. And so I, I would assume Joe, you kind of like in music, you, you do get uh, some satisfaction right when you're done with the show, but maybe writing your own songs and things like that to see like mm-hmm. job well done. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I start to write my own songs because I just want to hear, I want to record something, have edit my own voice. And then, mm-hmm. and then I love just, even if it's nothing I'll ever, ever put on the radio, I'll send it to a few friends that I know appreciate music or whatever and say, Hey, how's this sound? Did yeah. I do okay? I need a pat on the back. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you sent me a, a song and we talked about this, like, I don't know the first, first podcast or so you know yeah that's right so long ago so eons ago <laughs> and you had sent me a song that you had just kind of recorded off your counter your mm-hmm. countertop with your phone and i was like this sounds like spotify radio like this is amazing i thought you had plugged it into a you know a professional thing you're like oh no just from the phone you yeah. know yeah it's, it's, it's uh I, I love that compliment too so i just used it <laughs> I cloaked myself in that compliment for like a week and a half exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah you're gonna have a better day now As, it's happened yeah now. yeah Okay, so we've got we've got marketing, we've got Volta, and then there's also uh, we, we mentioned real quick. You've been married for two years, and she works at um, North, North 40. Forty. She's now the. Uh, I hope I don't mess this up. She's worked her way up oh, gotcha. very fastly, very fast. So it's kind of hard to keep up with. I believe she's the marketing manager now, or advertising manager. One of those. Something right, like that. Right, right. But she Ooh. works also in media, so you guys kind of yeah. have quite a bit that you can talk about. And, yeah, which and is good and it. bad. Um, <laughs> you know, because... Does it turn into a competition? No, oh, no. Okay, okay. It really doesn't. Um, it's just one of those things where you, since we both do some of that for our jobs, like we hate social media. Oh, and yeah. We, <laughs> and, you know, like the, the gym account or other accounts that we manage are like when she, because she used to... Um, manage all the north 40 accounts now she's kind of not doing that anymore she's overseeing the graphic design side of things um we we'd talk about it so much and we'd be on our phones so much that it's like it's not healthy right and so i mean i don't think i've even posted on instagram since like my smith river trip because you you're so reset coming off that so i've just tried to push it out because i can't stand social media right Yeah. yeah Yeah, once one, uh, yeah, it's, it's a same time, thing. It's a time yeah. suck. Yeah, yeah, it it's is. A, it's it a is. give and take, but if you're not careful, it takes so yeah. much. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's and it's amazing how it kind of like shuts your brain down, almost like a casino works. Yeah, that, like, yeah. you can be in a casino for like two hours and you, it feels you don't even like know ten it. minutes. I used mm-hmm. to have a really yeah. bad gambling problem, so I'm very <laughs> familiar with that. But it's the same <laughs> thing. Like you can scroll through reels on Instagram and look up, and you're like, oh my goodness, it's been an hour. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And and you you don't really know it. it and, well, yeah, yeah and it's tough when you know. Like I said, it was my wife's job, so she'd have to be on her phone all the time. Yep. Well, that's obviously annoying when you're trying to hang out with someone on their phone, but it's her, it was her job. Right. So. I'm glad that she's not in that position anymore. Yeah. yeah it's been yeah, really sure. nice. We've both kind of set some boundaries on our phones and social media as far as like not looking on our, at our phone after eight. We'll just totally disconnect. Yeah. And uh, so your your hobbies are pretty much fishing, but do you, you, get, you get out in the outdoors, like that yeah. kind of the thing. Yeah. I, both my wife and I love fishing, floating. She's a great fisherman, really good on the oars too, which is really nice to have. Oh, cool! Oh, that a would partner be good. that's yeah. that's good on the oars. 
Um, and then in the winter, pretty much duck hunting fills my time. That's all I do. No, no ice nice. fishing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I had this period of my life where I was really into yeah. ice fishing and I've got a ton of equipment. Yeah. Last year, I think I got out like once, maybe twice, and it's just so hard to maintain all the stuff. And when you're out in that cold, like everything breaks yeah. really easy. And oh, ugh. I mean, I I enjoy tough. it. I've done it, but yeah, usually by the time waterfowl season comes to an end, I'm like burnt out and mm-hmm. and just need you know. There's that like time January through like March, which typically in Montana is pretty crummy pretty weather. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's kind of all right. Start getting some house projects move in getting you know the fishing gear and everything prepped and ready for like the first float of the year or stuff like that right i just kind of use it as my my prep time <laughs> excellent yeah and so um i want to uh with with volta uh one question i like asking people is um one i've heard like on the, the joe rogan podcast where he asked, well, if you had a, a magic wand, you know, what would happen? And he's, he's asking about, like, big world problems in politics, which we don't get right. into a ton on this podcast. But if you had, a, like, a magic wand, and in two years, like, Volta would be X. I don't know if it's uh, a new building, if it's all fresh equipment, if it's 600 members, if it's this many coaches, you know, whatever. I have no idea what that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you had a magic wand, and... It's not to say it makes everything easy because right. I think, it, you know, it, there's part of like working to it. But you knew almost like you did when you were 20 that there'd be success in it. Mm-hmm. And so you would hit whatever mm-hmm. that goal is. What yeah. would that what would that goal be? <clears throat> That's tough. I, you know, for a long time, I was obsessed with like a certain number, like a certain member number mm-hmm. that I wanted to hit. And I realized that once I surpassed a certain number. Um, it's really hard to maintain like good relationships with people. Right. If things grow too fast, um, this is one of those businesses where you have to be, you know, texting people, Hey, haven't seen you, you know, Hey, where you been? Great job yesterday. And when you have a hundred plus members, that's a lot of people to be keeping track of. And what was happening is I wasn't doing that stuff enough and then people kind of start to feel like they're not wanted. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, then, then they'll leave. You, this is one of those businesses where you really have to put your heart and soul into everybody. And they, they need to know that you want them there. Right, and, um, and we, you and I did a podcast before because there's a, uh, not that we're trying to like advertise or get a yeah. bunch of people on there, but there's a Volta podcast. Yeah, the Volta Collective. Volta Collective, <laughs> yeah. and um, we, we did one, and I kind of mentioned that, that that's why I like this, Jim, is that relationship, mm-hmm. but that re- relationship just doesn't come naturally. No. Like you, mm-hmm. you yeah. as the, the owner of Volta have yeah. to be the, the trendsetter. And then your coaches will follow, and, and then your yep. members will follow, and they'll help along with that. But if you're not doing it, right? Yeah, it's not one of those businesses that I can just kick my feet up, hire a few employees, and just kind of collect a check and not show my face around here. Right. I mean right. that that goes bad real fast. Right. Well, and I'm I'm used to seeing you quite often at the six a.m. and I yeah. kind of get selfish, right? Because yeah. the six a.m. <laughs> is like my 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 time. That's when I'm here, and I'm I'm here every day. <laughs> And so when I'm like, oh, Brooks isn't here, you right. know, like you, you no, almost get that thing. Like and I'm, said, that's how people get. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. so if you're not here for the 9 a.m. or the noon or, you know, I don't know all the class mm-hmm. times, but there's several class times throughout the day. They probably all feel that same way. 
That's oh, a yeah. lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I was doing an open mic. Um, not this previous one that was now on hiatus, but the one previous to that, I, w- I had a partner or I would have stand-ins if I needed a time off because it's a weekly thing. Sometimes some stuff comes up mm-hmm. during that little block and I'd get text messages like, where are you? We, we, we don't, I mean, this person's okay, but we're here because you are going to be here being the host, being the yeah. manager of things, you know? So right. I'm not sure if I'm going to come back if you're not going to be here every time. And I was like, whoa, okay. This isn't just yeah. a fun thing for people to play their guitars. They want to come talk to me. They, right. want, they want the interaction. So. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that is part of Volta. Like it's, it's your DNA that's in all of it. And so yeah. people want to want to see you in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've had a lot of coaches over the years, especially <clears throat> a lot of them military. And so they're, you know, come and go. But yeah, I have to be involved heavily. And, and how many coaches do you, do you currently have? Uh, I, don't, right, not, I don't mean to put you on the spot. But. Right now we have five, six coaches. Um, four of them are more just kind of like fill-ins. They all have, you know, their other jobs and they kind of just enjoy helping people when they can. So they'll fill in when they, you know, whenever it works with their schedule. But um, we'll have... Starting here pretty soon, we'll have like two coaches that are that are coaching a lot, a lot right, of classes. Right. Probably relieving me of like half my duties, mm-hmm. which is wonderful when you're kind of a sole business owner. You wear a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do it all. Yeah. Well, and as long as they're they're doing the the same thing as you, right? Like making and and uh, Tim is the one I know the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, coach Tim. Yeah, he's our main coach. Yeah, yeah, and and he does a great job of yeah. making people feel welcome. Yeah. And um, I've noticed, actually, after being here for a few months, that <clears throat> he does personal stuff uh, quite mm-hmm. a bit as well. So we'll get done with the, the 6 o'clock at 7, yeah. and somebody's walking in the door for him to then yep. go right into it. Yeah, he does a really good job. Does a lot of, like, um, whether it's, you know, injury assessments or strength and balance assessments, and then does a lot more of, like, a personalized programming approach to things which is a really great um addition to the gym i guess that's where we were supposed to be going with this is where do i see the gym (laughs) got sidetracked yeah no 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 it was good um, because it it, it was almost like you didn't necessarily have like this this magical answer that you wanted you it seems like you just kind of want to see where the gym goes as long as it's just continuing yeah i mean i've had some goals but obviously uh the pandemic kind of slowed a few of those things down uh and I would say having more coaches, having, um, I'd like to be able to expand the class offerings. Like we offer sweat class, which is kind of a more of a boot camp style class, which has exploded in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to be able to offer more. I'd like to be able to offer a cycling class. I know there's a lot of people that want it, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of cycling style. I know a lot of people want yoga, which we've had off and on for a lot of years. Um, just finding the right coach that is going to be consistent. Uh, How does somebody become a coach? Like for yoga or for just the gym? Yeah, just for just for you. How did how did you know, um, Tim get on here? Did, so there's a there... few different certifications that I'd look at making sure they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it's really important for them to be kind of involved heavily in the community prior to coaching. I would never just hire someone like, oh, yep, yeah, looks good on paper. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and You'd start. You'd have to see them yeah, here at the gym. They and... have to be here. They have to kind of like submerge themselves and know the members and the community and the vibe and the structure of everything because that's super important. Um, and then they'll start kind of shadowing. So they'll coach while I kind of like help. 
mm-hmm. and they'll mm-hmm. do you know x amount of classes that way and then when i feel like they're comfortable you know running classes then then just kind of throw them into the fire and what i've found over the years is regardless of how much training you have going into it your first couple classes are going to be terrible right you know, right that's just what it is yep. just like when you start any new job you're just the first two three four weeks is just kind of like you know getting your bearings and just kind of like figuring things out mm-hmm. and then from there it's you you know with as with all things experience is the best teacher yeah you don't need it in a big fancy education to yeah well and katie mentioned it too and we're, mm-hmm. we're right at our 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 cut time here oh, but yeah. katie mentioned it too mm-hmm. that you have to have kind of like a a compliment sandwich when mm-hmm. you when you're leading like group, <laughs> yeah. group fitness type things. We joke and, about that a lot. Yep, and you yep. kind of have to look at somebody, and then you're like, yep. "Hey, you need to improve this." But if they improve it, you got to tell them, "Hey, good job." You know, right. you, you've got to like, and it it takes. She has one instructor that she's like, she is magical, and yeah. I wish everybody could be like yeah. that because she, she makes people feel seen. Yeah, she helps correct, and and they feel good afterwards. And uh, that that's a tough thing with coaching, and it, it, it would is, take yeah. time to kind of figure that out. Yeah. Well, and like we talked about earlier, I mean, it's it's a it's a people business. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not. You know, it helps to be really technical and be able to see movement and coach very well. That's a big part of it for sure. But at the end of the day, people want to come in here. They want to be called by their name. Mm-hmm. They want to be encouraged. You know, given a high five make them feel good that's yeah. what people are looking for and Absolutely. that's what we're looking to give yeah again we're technical improvements and stuff like that with form and all that but at the end of the day it's about making people feel good and making sure that people are having fun yeah that's yeah the, that's the big and, thing. and this has been this has been at least for me personally and joe i don't know about you just a couple classes in but it's it's been fun for me yeah it's been fun and and fun with a challenge. Yeah, fun with a challenge. It's not just like oh, come in here and eat a bunch of hot dogs. Like you, you you're working <laughs> yeah. for it, but yeah. you feel you feel accomplished when you're done and and just by working out together. It's not like anybody's just staring at you the whole time. Right. It's uh, you see other people. They they're still going. They're so suffering. I can, you're I suffering. I can still go. Yeah. You know, and it mm-hmm. really helps motivate you through that. I know when I was on the rower by myself at the peak. Like three minutes in, yeah. I'm like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm good, I think I'm I'll done. Just stop now. But when you see somebody else still rowing, you're like, no, I can, I can still row if they're doing yeah. it. You know? Yeah. Um, when Brooke's mom was like, your mom was working out with on um, with me either yesterday or the day yeah. before when I came in, and she's like, got weight, weights bigger than I would use, and I'm doing weightless lunges. Yeah. She's got the medicine ball doing the um, sit ups, and I have no weight at all, and she's still ahead of me, like yeah. clearly yeah. ahead of me. <laughs> Which, which helps motivate you. I was so motivated. Yeah. I was like, yeah. you know what? And she's doing it with a smile on her face, and she's so nice. Oh, yeah. So in, in, nice. in mid-lunge, she's like, hi, I forgot to introduce myself. I'm like, how are you talking? <laughs> yeah. That's what's funny about being in here is it's, it is so humbling sometimes because mm. <clears throat> I have, like, middle-aged women, like stay-at-home moms mm-hmm. that are literally stronger than a lot of, like, collegiate-level athletes that I've had come into yeah. the gym or drop into the gym yeah Whoa. like mm-hmm. they are in very good shape yeah that's awesome that's uh, so, so, cool. to, so, to, so to close this out brooks um we want to you know any of our uh, millions of listeners if they want to get in touch with you uh not maybe not you personally but where do you yeah. want to send people if they're curious about volta if they're curious about you know whatever where do you want to send them uh go to voltathletics.com uh you can you can call me or text me 406-595-7646 you can email info at Volt Athletics. Reach out to us through our 
Instagram page. Okay. Um, I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to put your number in the show notes, but I will okay. put. I'll put the email. <laughs> yeah. I'll put. A, I'll put a link to the the website. Yeah. And then uh, social that. media is uh, at Volta on Instagram, right? Volta Athletics. At Volta Athletics on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, they even is there anything on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Facebook. I'm not thing. on Facebook yeah, very no, much. I'm not either. Else. But yeah, it's the same. Volta Athletics on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, you can you can find all of that stuff. And if you pay attention this month. You'll see a new member of the month right right here. August member of the month, Brian Gustafson. Gustafson. Yeah, nice work, Brian. Back yeah. to back podcast. Yeah, back to back <laughs> podcast today. Y'all, we've we've really enjoyed this. Brooks, we appreciate your time. We know we got a class coming up right yeah. here. Yeah, People this waiting. Is really great. And so we man, we're we're thankful for your time and your investment of time with us. Yeah, we appreciate, I appreciate it, it, guys. Thanks for having me on. And uh Joe, are you good? I'm all good, man. This has been fun. Thanks for having us in. I'm going to try to give you some money today to get like <laughs> three to six months of doing this wedding thing fitness. with other people and fitness. Yeah. I'm going to be fit. Okay. So, uh, so it's been good. So good job on, on, on having this really cool place that even a schlub like me can roll into and feel like I'm welcomed and I can do it. And, you know, we're all here together no matter what level you're at. So it's yep. been awesome. Anyone can do it. Been great. Awesome. All right. Well, I've been Brian. I've been Joe. We'll We'll see see you next show. show.